You're listening to Stand Out with Ian O'Connell. Wednesday evenings from 8pm here on Radio Kerry. This Wednesday night, join me, Ian O'Connell, for a special programme called See It To Be It, where I chat to people who are an example to others. There's a lot of people with the same disabilities and obviously you'd get to know them very well. To be honest, like with the basketball scene, everyone knows everyone now and uh, it's good because you know, you get to know everyone, even the younger ones that are just coming through, just learning and they want to know stuff off you because you've been playing for a few years. Yeah. So there's a, there's a great buzz around it. That's See It To Be It, this Wednesday night from 8 to 9pm here on Radio Kerry. See It To Be It, brought to you by Radio Kerry and funded by Commission the Man with a television licence fee. Now you're very welcome to the show tonight. I hope I find you well on this Wednesday evening. Tonight's show is going to be the start of a project that I'm going to be doing over the next couple of months. The name of the project is called See It To Be It and tonight is the first episode. I'm delighted to say that my guest this week on Stand Out with myself Ian O'Connell is Dean McCarthy. Dean, who is a proud Kerry man from Listowel, was born with spina bifida and is now a wheelchair user and a proud wheelchair user like he tells me. Dean plays wheelchair basketball with the Limerick Celtics and he has represented Ireland at both under 19 and under 23 levels. Dean recently took up playing para badminton with the Tralee and Listowel clubs. Dean tells me that it's his biggest goal to represent Ireland in the Paralympic Games at some stage. Sit back and enjoy the show. Dean, thanks a million for joining me today. How's everything with you? Not too bad now, Ian. How are you? Not too bad. You were, um, we were saying there before we came on, you are finished up the radio course two months. Yeah, it's crazy to think that it's, you know, that's been two months already. I mean, like, like yourself, like, you know, we, we both did the course and I thoroughly enjoyed it like I mean you know there's an awful amount of learning experience right. in it like you yeah. know you wouldn't think there's as much when you start off yeah. maybe you know but once you get into the swing of things there's a lot of things that you can learn and even like that now I'm finished the course like we said with a few months and I'm still learning still you know, about learning, the radio yeah. so it's yeah it's, it was I would right. definitely recommend it to anyone thinking about doing it you and know like, like to anyone like and I, I was even saying you know like if you do a course in like a in a say UCC or anywhere like that, it's a four year course. Like whereas with um Kerry College, you're kind of thrown in and you're doing practical stuff straight away, aren't you? Yeah, and I mean like like that. Yeah, you're you're doing everything in the one year course straight away. Yeah. There's no like oh you know you're not kind of just learning about it for a few weeks and then going yeah. into it. you're learning about it straight away. Whereas like you said in a four year course, you could be learning the same things in year three. Yeah than you've done in the whole well, first hate year that. I'd hate that yeah I'd be the exact same like I'm not the biggest fan of the old books now to no, be fair I'm but the same how do you do you like school I, I, I'd i rather have been outside watching sport I, I, I wasn't a big fan of you no I'm the exact same like I love like that I love sport now myself yeah. I like you know I'd much prefer to be watching sport anyway than be looking into the books yeah 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 um, I suppose we'll, we'll fire away about your, your own story um, do you want to just give the Listeners, a background of your um your own childhood growing up. You were obviously sports mad. What was um what was it like growing up? Yeah, sports mad, like you said. Um, like that. My story is I was born with spina bifida. Yeah. So when I was born, basically the doctors found there was a hole in my back, and like that they have they had to close it up straight away. So the hole in my back caused me to not have feeling from my stomach down. Yeah. So and it's been like that ever since, but. Like that, you take every day as it comes, and you just make the most of it. And, and it's not a, it's not um, 
a kind of a heritage thing. It does, it's not like running a family. No, I'm no. the first one the first in, in my family with a disability, but like that, like that. I mean, you know, it's something to be proud of. Yeah, like, and 100%. just have to grab it with both hands. And like we've been saying off air, you know, doing the sports and stuff. It's good that there's disability inclusive sports as well, because exactly. like that, I'd be lost without sport. Yeah, and like and like we were saying, do you know, and the whole point of this interview, I suppose, in the the project that I'm doing, it's called See It to Be It. So I think it's um, it's a good thing for like chatting to you here now for other people say that might be in a wheelchair that want to join sports like you're an example for them to see it so they can be it how important do you think it is for um i suppose the likes of of this interview highlighting that um people like yourself can still do stuff in sports yeah 100 percent. it's massive because like you know there's a lot of people with disabilities that you know, might know about any sports that, yeah. you know, they might think, oh, it's just the, the normal soccer or football that they just can't get involved with. Yeah. But like that, I'm playing wheelchair basketball and wheelchair badminton. You know, there's always different areas that you can find like inclusive sports and it's been the best decision of my life anyway because you know it keeps you active as well and it, it keeps your mind off everything. Like, you feel more involved as well. I yeah, 100% because... When you, once you go onto the court, you know, nothing else matters. Just, you know, you're hitting around with a few of your mates, like, and you're just having the time of your life. And like that, you don't even think about, you know, your disability. You're just, you're like everyone else. That's the way I think of it. You know, you're just a normal person living your normal life. And yeah, that's and what I, it is. I, I find like, you know, and I'm sure you're the same people, I suppose when they, they might come up to you and um, I always get, and I'm sure you do, people come up to me saying, Oh, you're brilliant getting out with it. But, like, I don't even think that I'm in a wheelchair that I'm getting out with it. I just think it's normal life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, this is all we've, like, well, this is all I've known yeah. since day one. Yeah. So it's just, like, there's nothing different about it. I mean, obviously, like that, everyone else is going to have a different perspective because they've, you know, they mightn't have ever been around someone in a wheelchair. But to me, it's just, you know, you're going about your everyday life, doing, you know, going to the shop, you know, playing sport, like you said, yeah. and, you know, getting, getting on with everything and, just being happy you know I mean like you have to take it on the chin and like I mean nothing's going to change this no, is your life no. for the rest of your life yeah. like you've only got one life may as well grasp it with both hands and make the most of it like I said crying won't make me get up and run around again exactly and it's it's um, it's so true I was um when we were chatting there before I was reading up a bit about your own um story and uh, I think it was an article with the Independent they were talking um about um about you and your own story getting on with the Ireland team. Do you wanna I suppose was it your parents and another few parents, they kinda came together when you were young and did they kinda set up kind of a, a sports group or something, was it? Yeah. So about ten years ago now at this stage, um my parents and my best friend's parents since we were younger, she's um she's from Bally Desmond. Um they just decided like that there's there was no wheelchair inclusive sports at all at that time. So they just decided you it's know what to think that, isn't it? It is. And in such a such a short space of time. Yeah. I mean like you it was only ten years ago, like when you think about it. But uh yeah, like they just decided, you know, like we both have kids with disabilities, so it's time to, you know, build a disability inclusive uh, club and at the start you know the it's the kingdom wheel blasters they run a saturday club and a, you know basketball club during the week and it's just for like that people of all ages you know to come and try it out you know if they don't like it they don't like it but at least you dip your toe in the water and try it out so we set that up and ever since i've absolutely loved it and you know it's good 
because over those last 10 years, you know, I've obviously grown and yeah. gotten older and I've seen younger people uh, come in, you know, and like the the Saturday club has gone massive. There's 20 or 30 kids at it now and, you know, you're getting... Where is that on, Dean? That's on in the... Uh, Kerry Sports Academy. Is that, is that yeah. in Trilly or is it... Yeah, in Trilly. Trilly, yeah. Yeah, so there's people coming from, you know, all sorts of places, you know, getting to just like that, test it out. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But That's at it. least you've tried because I see, you know, some people, like we've said at the start, you know, they, they obviously don't know that there's disability inclusive sports around. So if you just try it out, I mean, who knows? It might be a sport that you completely love now and like that myself now only up until about six months ago all I known was basketball yeah. but like I said with the badminton, badminton now yeah. you know like that's given me another perspective as well because with the basketball obviously I love it and there's the it's, it's the start that kind of got you into yeah, sports it's, isn't it it's the competitiveness as well yeah. because you know obviously at the start when you're young you're just you want to play ball and you want to play with your friends but as you grow older you know like we've go, we've gone to the uh, senior league now and I'm now playing with the Limerick Celtics yeah. in the senior league um, so you know like the senior league is very competitive yeah, because yeah. you know we play in a league every year and we there's a cup competition as well after it yeah. so obviously you're trying to be the best and beat the best so, yeah, I mean, it's massive for the sport and it's brilliant to see it growing, obviously. And you know what you were saying there, um, basketball, it's obviously a team a team sport. There's other people on the court with you, whereas with badminton, if you're if you're kind of, I suppose, singles, I'll, we'll chat in a few minutes how, would, uh, how it works. But if you're compared to basketball to badminton, maybe in a badminton game you're kind of by yourself playing, whereas you're on a team in basketball... Do you think you get more satisfaction out of winning in badminton because you're by yourself besides basketball with a team or is it all kind of the same? It's all kind of the same to me. Yeah. I mean, like winning a medal is winning a medal That's regardless. It. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I love both of them just as much because, I mean, you know, the badminton, like you said, you're on your own. Yeah. So obviously there's that personal, you know, sense of achievement if you've won a game. But, you know, with a team sport, I mean, you've, trained all year for it yeah. you know together and you've put in a lot of blood sweat of tear blood sweat and tears for it so obviously that makes the end goal very you know um kind of sweet yes yeah. it makes it sweet and you know yeah i but like that you know i love both of them just as much and like that i'm delighted i got into sport and i hope that i'm in sport for many more years to come because even now I, i've been kind of looking in um for sports like myself and obviously I only have certain hand movement and I'm I'm actually after getting a chair now that I can you can see there now in the studio I'm able to put my hand forward and back. Yes. So I'm after getting a chair now that I can drive with a joystick. Very good. And I'm hoping to get into kind of wheelchair soccer. Yes. And like when I had my accident, you know, even when I was in the hospital, they tell you nothing about kind of inclusivity for like people with disability in sports. It's only when I came out and reading up about it, I kind of came across that. Yeah, you kind of just have to, you know, go about it yourself because yeah. it doesn't get the, you know, the, the recognition it, it deserves. Yeah, no. no. And like, um, do you want to explain to the listeners and myself? Because I was kind of curious myself when you're playing basketball, how does it work? Is there, because obviously in, in when you're playing normal running around, there's like double dribbling, all that. Yes. How does it work? Is there a certain amount of 
times have the ball or how does it work the so rules? for wheelchair basketball so a travel so to yeah. speak would be you can't do more than two pushes of the ball or of the wheelchair before oh, you bounce the ball right. so if you do more than two it's it's you know it's classed as a travel yeah yeah and for like you just said fouls i mean it's pretty self-explanatory with wheelchairs. If you go bashing into them as yeah. fast as you can, then more often than not, they will call a foul. But yeah, like that. Because it is a physical enough sport as well. I'd be looking it at is, right yeah. there. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, pushing and shoving. Yeah, but yeah. like, that's what you want in a way though, because like, it, like we've, we'll go back to the inclusivity. Like, I mean, when you look at able-bodied sports, you know, with all the pushing and shoving and yeah, all the yeah. hard tackles going in, like, you feel like you know you're into that as well. So a bit of passion as well. Exactly, yeah. It's all about passion, and I mean, like that. You always want to do the best for the team, so you're gonna put your body on the line for yeah. the team. And that, I think that's what makes it even feel more like normal sports as well, because you know there's that that sense of that, that passion. Is it five a side, or how how many side is that? Yes, so it's five players um, for each team, but it's slightly different so based on your level of disability you get a classification so I'm a class one yeah so you know I only have use of my uh, top half of my body yeah so for let's say an able-bodied person they'd be a class five because they have full use of everything and you can only have one able-bodied on the court at one time oh fully able like that only one on a team at a time yeah all so right. basically they'd be classed as a five pointer and you can only have 15.5 points on the court at a one time so obviously an able-bodied has already taken five points so you know then you have to you know get 10.5 points from the rest of the players on the court and obviously you can have under you can have under as much as you want but you cannot go over 15.5 can't go over 15 yeah. would there be um, how often do you I suppose is it training like do you do it once a week or is it every couple of weeks or how 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 does training work? Yeah, so we train every week. We train Mondays and Fridays in Croom Community Centre in Limerick. So we train from seven to about quarter past nine for every Monday and Friday. Like it, it's still a commitment, isn't it? Hundred percent. I mean, like you have to be, you know, fully, you know, prepared for it, and you have to be, you know, you need to be able to be fully ready to do it, and you have to be. You know, coming into training with a hundred percent, and like, like you have to always play like you train. That's the way I see it. Because you know, if you don't play like you train, you're not going to play good. Exactly, that's the way I see it. And like, obviously, when you're playing Premier League footballers now, and even Kerry G and stuff, they're obviously watching their um their own health and physique and everything. I suppose even in wheelchair basketball, you have to kind of be careful, like that you're not eating a load of rubbish and all that do you yeah 100% I know? mean like because like that you need to be as fast as you can in the chair as well because the game is very fast paced yeah. because obviously as you can imagine like when you're pushing as fast as you is can is it a full court yeah full yeah. court so you know like you'll be pushing as fast as you can for the 40 minutes and you know trying to get the better of the other team of course and trying to get on the, the right side of the result so you know 100% like that you have to do your own training outside of training as well so you know I go to the gym twice a week as well outside of the two training sessions that we have because like that if you if you don't if you don't do training for like that a few days I'd feel lost yeah. because you'd be struggling to get straight back into it as well so yeah and would you be would you be a fan now obviously I, I would have watched the Paralympics before my accident but like I think even ever since I, I had my accident and got a disability I watch them more and more. 
would you be watching the Paralympics now when they're on, on TV especially coming up in the summer 100% I mean yeah. like I, I watch them every time they come on and it was it's kind of better this year that they're on because of I mean, because of COVID, they were pushed out a year. Yeah. So there's only a three-year gap yeah, instead of yeah. a four-year gap. So it's less waiting for it. So I think that's exciting. But yeah, I mean, like I can't wait to see it because like that, it's good to see that, you know, it's good to see what competition you might come up against in the future. Obviously, like that's my aim to get into the yeah. Paralympics. So, you know, you'll, you'd be watching attentively and, you know, just seeing how, how they play and trying to bring that to your own game to make yourself better. Did you have anyone that you um? I suppose, I I I have my own ones. Obviously, on late late, I said Conor McGregor. I kind of looked up to when I was younger. Did you have anyone? I suppose that you you looked up to even a family member or like a sports star, or anyone that you kind of took inspiration from growing up. Um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, there wasn't many because I got into sports when I was about seven or eight years old. Yeah. But, you know, like I wasn't really aware of everything going on around me. Do you know what I mean? So like in like nowadays now soccer, my you know, I look up to Messi and all that. Yeah, you know, yeah. because in my opinion he's one of the greatest players ever to play the game. Yeah, 100%. And you know, in basketball, I mean obviously Michael Jordan, you yeah. know, and Kobe Bryant. They were one of my favourite pl- favourite players to have watched when I was younger. And uh, like his anniversary actually was only a couple of days ago. Yeah, it was ago. only a couple of days ago. Yeah. It's crazy to think that it's four years already. Scary. It's gone so fast. It's scary. Yeah, and like that, I mean, obviously I was in a completely different generation to watch him, but when you grow up, I mean, you watch YouTube videos and you hear people talking about how great they were. And, you know, I've posters and kind of things on my wall, you know, motivational uh, oh, quotes, yeah, yeah. just like when you wake up every day and you see them you're just like oh yeah I'm ready for the day and you go and push on and like that try and be the best version that you can absolutely I'm the exact same kind of quotes and kind of when you look up and look to them it kind of sets you up for the for the day I think yeah 100% I mean like when you see that at the start of the day you're like right today is going to be a good day I'm going to try and do as best I can in everything I do which is obviously what we both try and do every day like everyone else um, like that you know even if it's just if you're getting up in the morning early, you know, just to start the day right, you know, just any, like these little things. Smallest things. Yeah, even the smallest things get your day going perfectly and like, like that, you know, if it's just going outside, playing ball for 10 minutes or half an hour, whatever it is, going out for a run, you know, it's just those little things that set you up for greatness in the future. Do you find them, I was only saying to my, my mom here, we were driving back to, this morning, it's obviously a lovely day out there today. I, I've said it on the show numerous times, but I think the weather outside has an awful impact on your own mental health. Do you know, like, if it's dreary and rain, you're kind of like, uh, whereas if it's like this morning, do you think that that has a, an effect on, like, how, how you set up for the day? Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, like, you know, if it's rainy you'd obviously be annoyed because like me I wouldn't be able to go outside and play basketball or play badminton or whatever or even just go for a a walk or or push around the ring Um, but uh, or even into town or anything to meet friends in the park so obviously yeah 100% because if it's nice and sunny you can go and do anything you can like that you can set yourself up for the day and you can play basketball you can play badminton you can go meet your friends you can even if you just went in for a drive into town yeah. just to get yourself away from the house clear the head yeah doesn't it and um, I, I was talking there to on the way on the way over as well do you I suppose obviously in normal sports when you're 
you're you're you're obviously meeting friends and stuff. Even yourself now, when you're when you're playing other teams, have you um have you made I suppose friends with people in similar I suppose situations as your yourself through your time in sports yeah 100% like there's a lot of people with the same disabilities and obviously you'd get to know them very well but to be honest like with the basketball scene everyone knows everyone now you know yeah. you're just you'd be chatting away to everyone and anyone you know and even the spectators that come you'd be chatting to them and uh, yeah it's it's good because you know you get to know everyone even the younger ones that are just coming through you know there might be new players coming in that are just learning and they want to know stuff off you because you've been playing for a few years yeah. so there's a there's a great buzz around it and like I mean you know it's brilliant because I feel like the disability sports are getting the recognition they deserve nowadays. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the last few years now, there you know, there's people you know like like this now. There's people getting interviewed and there's you know talking about it on social media or on like. yeah, and just you know getting it out there, which I think is brilliant. And hopefully, it's a an onward curve from here. And like when do you know Ellen Keane, the the swimmer, yeah, she was on with Ryan Tuberty there before he left RT, and he, he they were talking about. I think she was only back from Tokyo or something, but they were they were talking when he, he, he was going on, he was like, so you were at the Olympics during the summer and she pulled him up straight away and said, Paralympics. Yes. She, she's very, um, she's always highlighting the the difference. And I think even the smallest things like that, people, they automatically think Olympics and not Paralympics. Like it doesn't, it doesn't get the, I suppose, the recognition it deserves. Definitely not, because I see that now, you know, when people are saying to me, like, do you think they'll ever get, do you, do you think the basketball team will ever get somewhere in the Olympics? And yeah. I'm like, the Paralympics, first of all. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, it's, it's kind of annoying in a way, because, you know, they just automatically go to Olympics and yeah. just disregard the Paralympics completely. But, I mean... It is what it is at this stage and all we can do is promote it as much as we can and try and get, you know, get it out there. That's it. Um, when you when you are playing on the court, Dean, obviously in a wheelchair now, obviously it's just a normal push wheelchair that you, um, you have. From watching the sports itself, and I wanted to ask you, it seems like the wheelchairs in sports, are the wheels kind of at a different angle? Yes. Is that to so, stop you tilting over, I presume, is it? Yeah, and it's also to actually make you faster. Is it? Yes, because for whatever reason, you know, they're slightly tilted, so it'll make you just push faster. Yeah. And, you know, it'll obviously make the chair go faster as well. Now, the chair that I have myself, it's very light. So, you know, that'll add an extra element to it again. But, uh, yeah, like that, all the... Every wheelchair, basketball chair that you see, are they're all tilted. Every uh, wheels are tilted because like that, it just makes you so much faster. And it, if anything, it makes the games better as well yeah. because, you know, it, it also helps you. It stops you from kind of hurting yourself a lot more yeah. because if the wheels were like this, you know, you'd have a better chance of tipping out the chair and maybe getting your hands caught yeah. in the chair. So, yeah, it definitely helps in a lot of ways kind of speed as well yeah. now that we're talking about wheelchairs I'll say it to you because um, obviously it's a, a massive thing now and I don't think it's only until you're in the situation even when I was coming in this morning driving down the footpath there was a car with two wheels up in the the footpath and like you're you're like they just don't think and it's only until you're in the situation and like my parents and I'm sure your own family and stuff they, they, they only spot it when they know someone in a wheelchair how do you find accessibility around, like, not even just Tralee, but, like, I suppose, Ireland in general? Like, 
I think a lot more could be done for it. Hundred percent. Like there's a lot of places now that like the foot plates are, are the the footpaths, sorry, are just very high and you just physically can't get up there. Tilted and I mean like and everything like it. Yeah, and even, you know, there could be um stones or anything on the road or on the footpaths and you just like it could be a health hazard. Like you could just t- you could easily tip out the That's chairs. It. And you know, it's just it's not really it's not They've not done anything about it either. No, you know, no. they've kind of just left it at it, and it's not great because it's obviously going to cause a lot more problems. Like obviously, it has already, but yeah. it's going to cause even more in the future because it's they're not doing anything about it, and it's just going to make things worse. And you said you're playing with the Limerick Celtics now, was that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was when I was reading up. You won the is it the Paddy Burnley the recently enough? Yeah, the it was. Um, Last year, now we it was my first season with them. It was one of my first few games as well. So it was it was nice because we beat um, the Rebel Wheelers of Cork, and uh, they actually they went unbeaten for about four years. Boy. Yeah, and we were the first team to beat them in about four years. So it was obviously even sweeter. So like that, it was a massive moment for the the club, and you know, like we had got so close in a few years previous in the league yeah, so yeah. it was nice to beat oh, them oh is there a league and another one then yes so there's a league that we play in uh, pretty much every two three weeks and we play every team and so we play every team once and we would break out to a second league then and oh, then we've right. uh, we've those cups on top of that as well so you're playing for about three or four cups every year which is always great so like that Cork have won the the league a, a few years on the trot as well, and the Boy. cup and the cup. So it was nice to get one over them, and you know, like that. It was a great moment for the club because uh, we had recently joined up with the Limerick Celtics. We were recently we were the Limerick Scorpions before that, and the Limerick Celtics merged with us, so we oh, became really? the Limerick Celtics as well. So it's nice to have the backing of a proper, you know, able-bodied basketball club yeah. as well. Absolutely. Is there is there a lot of clubs in? In Ireland, like say obviously like the Premier League now, you see Man City there, and I'm looking across, you know, even Arsenal. For my sins, I'm saying that you're 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 going very <laughs> well this season. Is there, I suppose, with the Rebels, would they be one of the bigger teams in Ireland? Yeah, they've been around for a good few years now. They've yeah. been, you know, they've been around longer than a few of the clubs. You know, there's a lot of the clubs that are newer to the sport and like that. Maybe they just didn't have enough people with disabilities to have enough for a club. So like that, you know, the experience is key. You know, the experience beats everything. You know, no matter, you know, if you have brilliant players on the court, you know, experience is the number one that you, yeah. you know, you, you just can't beat it. And you uh, you represented um, Ireland at, was it under 19 and under 23 level? Yeah. Was that, so what was that like? Because obviously that's uh, obviously in even able-bodied sports to wear your your country's um, colours or even like your county's colours. It's the, the, the biggest honour I suppose you can do in sports. What was it like to Rwanda the green vest was it? Oh, it was a surreal unreal. experience to be honest. Like last year now we were with the under 19 squads. So we went to Scotland for about 5 days and it was more kind of like a training camp trying to, you know, just like building up your confidence yeah. like and you know, just trying to be the best version of yourself that you can in the basketball court and you know, at least then you can bring that home with you and put that to your own game in the Irish league. So it was really good and Finland was another experience altogether. I mean, like it was my first ever experience of an international level, and you know, um, the 
hard work that you have to put in throughout the year is massive yeah. and you know it's you know to get the call up you know at the end of the year in the summer is you know it's so unbelievable because like we went to Finland for a year uh, for a, a week sorry and uh it was you know we had teams from there was um there was a Finland team there was a Portugal team and a lot of those players actually played in the Paralympics Goy? yeah so it was surreal to have played against you, Paralympians did you recognize them from watching them on TV yeah yeah so it was massive to you know to have been thrown in the deep end so to speak for your first international competition but I loved every second of it it's unreal like you know it's to, to where your 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 country's colors it's obviously one of the, the biggest um, privileges and um, moving on there before we um finish up badminton you obviously said you you took took it up recently was the is the aim now I suppose obviously Paralympics on every four years is the aim maybe in next four eight twelve you're 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 still young to, to represent um, Ireland get to the Paralympics in basketball or badminton yeah 100% that's definitely the, the main goal anyway you know yeah. like like that there's obviously going to have to be a lot of hard work put into it but I mean if you're not willing to put in the hard work in any sport you know you won't get anywhere to be fair so like I mean like that it's going to be tough of course but like that we're just going to try our best and whatever happens happens and like that you just have to put in the work every day and see what comes of it and in badminton Dean is it singles or doubles or how is it uh, it's both really so I we had a competition actually in Scotland um, in November yeah so we went over for um, a, a week and we were you know you could do singles and you could do doubles so I did both so do you prefer one over the other um, not really, no. I yeah. think, like like we said at the start, I mean, singles, you know, you're on your own. So maybe, you know, there's maybe more nervousness yeah. because, you know, like if you lose, you know, it was on yourself. Yeah. And like, let's say if you lost in the doubles, I mean, like, you know, it's it's a lot easier to take it because... You know, you're you're, you're with, with so someone. you're with someone else, yeah. and you know it doesn't make the loss as hard to come over. But uh, yeah, it was a very tough competition, obviously, and I was lucky enough to come away with a silver and a bronze medal. So go away. Yeah. So, what did that mean, Joe? Oh, it was massive. I mean, for my first for my first badminton competition ever. I mean, yeah. like it was absolutely surreal. Um, you know, it was like that. It was just put down to the hard work I put in for the first few months because I've only been doing badminton about 10 months now. And, you know, like that, you just have to put in the work. And obviously, I've reaped the rewards already. So obviously, you're just going to have to keep pushing on and just see what comes of it, really. And, you know, I didn't obviously expect anything from the competition, which is good in a way. Like, I never expect anything from any competition. You have no because, pressure on yourself then, No, I exactly, because you just go in there and try your best and see what comes of it. And obviously, I was just lucky enough to come away with a medal. Right, the broadcasting course is um, down the road. Is there, is there hopes to get into, I suppose, some area of it on the, I suppose, sports side? I presume that you're, you're mostly... Um, Interested in you, obviously done a f- bit of work with Joe here in Radio Kerry in sport. How did you um find that? Is there is it w- if you were getting into radio, would sport be the kind of sport commentary or journalism? Would that be one of the areas? Yeah, hundred percent. I 
I'd love to get into sports commentary because yeah. I'm big into sport and big into the soccer in particular, as we said. You know, like say now, Tim Winehen, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you have your replacement in your gut. Oh, that's just you. You couldn't beat Tim and Ambrose anyway. God, they're unreal. iconic, unreal. When I'm watching the Kerry game, I'm used and sink in their commentary. Yeah, I'm the exact same. Like, I mean, it's more exciting anyway, especially being a Kerry man. Yeah. You know, like it it brings the, you know, the inner, obviously, Kerry man out in you because like they have such um, big personalities and they're, you know, so excited to see Kerry do well. And, you know, they're just proud Kerry men like and you love to see him do well. And I presume the last question is, I suppose your aim is to go on and, um, and win the the Paddy Byrne Cup again is it would that be one of your next goals or to win um, I suppose to win a, a cup with the, the with the Limerick Celtics yeah 100% I mean like that's the aim every year we want to you know win as much as we can and you know like that we're on a high from last year you know like we've beaten the best team in the country so obviously that's going to give that's given us a great boost for the start of the year and you know we've won all but one game this year and you know we're on a good stage for in in ending the league you know either in second or third which is going to bring us up to the the second uh, for the second part of the season we're going to be hopefully in the top league so obviously we're going to be fighting it up against Cork and Ballybrack and Colester and these teams so it's obviously going to be a tough challenge but one that we're going to take with both hands and try and win silverware for a second year in a row now we're going to join Dean on the basketball court to continue our chat. Right Dean, we're, we're in the basketball court now, The I suppose the place where we've talked about all through the interview where you feel most comfortable. Um, I suppose coming into halls like this, like it's like a footballer running out in Croke Park when they, when they run to the field, that's where they feel at home. Do you feel the same on basketball courts like this? Yeah, like this is where we want to be, you know, like the, you can fire away at home like and stuff but there's nothing like being on the court like you know it's, it gives you that even more bit of momentum like to keep on going and, and I was um, I was going to actually say and we haven't talked about it yet basketball courts like this obviously normal basketball able body that's full is a full court as well for wheelchair basketball yeah exactly the same yeah, yeah. there's the the whole court is exactly the same now, like you can see now with all the, the markings and stuff. I never understand all this. I know, there's, there's, there's so many of them, like at this stage, it's, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, it's the exact same markings and the exact same rules, really, except for there's a bit more bashing into each other in the wheelchair sport. But that's, you know, that's one of my favourite things about it. It does makes it um, interesting. And you know, in, um, I suppose, able bodied people playing basketball, there's a load of kind of on and off with the team kind of rotating with subs and stuff. Would it be the same in wheelchair basketball? It's it's all the rules basically the the same really. There would be probably there'd be a good bit less uh, rotation now. All right, like a lot of the teams kind of stick to what they have, but you know obviously if there's injuries or anything, at least there's a few on the bench that'll be able to come on. But like we were saying in the interview with the point system, you know, you mightn't be able to bring on one person for another person. Yeah. So it's just, that's the way it kind of works. And I suppose um, when you when you first um, came into wheelchair basketball, were you um, obviously it's a totally new thing, and I, it was one of the first sports you tried, was it? Yeah, it was the very first wheelchair sport that I tried because, like that, there was nothing when I was growing yeah. up there was no wheelchair sports at all so once the wheelchair basketball came around you know I grabbed it with both hands and 
took the opportunity and like that we're still here 12 still years here. on Inter- interview on a basketball court I am um, I suppose were you were you nervous when you when you started playing wheelchair basketball because it was yeah. such a new thing to you oh definitely I mean like that I wouldn't want the ball like the one thing you need for wheelchair basketball I didn't want it anytime someone passed me the basketball I'd be thrown it straight away like no I wouldn't have any any interest in it I'd be thrown it as far away from the basket as possible you were, you were kind of nervous I suppose so at the, yeah. the start did it take long to kind of get over that and kind of rely on your yourself that you can go on and shoot yourself and get more comfortable ah, yeah, like that you know you go to a few sessions there every every month like and then like that you're straight in the deep end then and you're straight in and you're practice like you practiced in like that two or three times a, a month and sure that'll give you great stead like to keep pushing on and like that we're still doing two sessions a week now up to this day like so it's been brilliant practice and like that it's made me a better player and it's made everyone around me a better player better player as well and like you said at the 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 start of the the interview here on the basketball court that when it was one of the first ones you tried like I suppose back then when you did start it wouldn't be as popular now wheelchair sports in general have you seen a massive um, I suppose evolution over the last 10-11 years of opportunities of new basketball you said that you started badminton and the basketball now do you think that there's more people spreading the message and I suppose wheelchair sports in general is getting the the shine that it deserves yeah definitely I mean the last few years now obviously there's been wheelchair badminton like we just said that's been introduced into the Paralympics the last the last competition oh it's only recent yeah it was only in the last one that they brought it in so you know that's bringing that into you know into the limelight and like that with the wheelchair basketball that's been in there for a few years and wheelchair rugby now is getting very popular around Ireland did you ever give that a go? I have once and it was it wasn't my cup of tea now to be fair there was, it's a very contact like yeah, yeah there's you know there's a lot of contact in that you know people might think there's a lot of contact in the wheelchair basketball but wheelchair rugby is a completely different sport altogether when it comes to contact and I suppose the whole team of the the, the interview and the project that we're doing um, is it's called See It To Be It and obviously it's um, me interviewing people like yourself that are doing kind of stuff and overcoming the odds being because I think a lot of the time the, the actual topic See It To Be It do you think that that saying is so true that you need to see something if you want to be it like people know that might be watching this interview will see you and they say look I want to be that do you think that it's important to, to show that side of things yeah definitely I mean like you know everyone wants to be a good role model in the sport that they play like and you know if it brings any bit of limelight into wheelchair basketball or any wheelchair sports in particular like you know this interview might bring new people into the sport that like that they might have never known that it was a thing so that's always a, a great thing because it grows the, the every kind of a sport you know like the wheelchair basketball now and like we said wheelchair badminton because at the moment now as I know, there's only two of us in Kerry that are playing the wheelchair badminton. Oh, is that so, all? Yeah. So it'd be obviously great if there was a few more. It actually, they play it in here now in the complex. Oh, eh? So it'd be, you know, it'd be great if we had a, a few more because, you know, that's what the sport deserves. And, uh, do you know, it's, it's like all sports. It starts off kind of small and it, it gets bigger and bigger. Um, before we finish up, I just want to ask you, how would you um, tell other people not to let your disability define you like because 
you could very easily stay at home inside in bed watching TV and like myself as well, I'd rather be up and about. How how important do you think it is for, I suppose, yourself, but even your family to see you getting up and about and not, I suppose, kind of staying at home and stuff, not letting your disability define you? Yeah, I feel like, you know, just getting up and around and about, like like that, you know, just getting out, going for a walk or anything and playing sports outside or anything because, you know, it gives you a bit of fresh air as well. And, uh, yeah, I just think if you're anyway sceptical about trying the sports, just go into it with an open mind and try everything because, like, you never know. Like, you might go into it thinking, oh, I'm not going to like this at all, but then it might be the best thing you've ever done. So one piece of advice I'd say is just to try it and give it all, give it your all and see what comes of it. And look, that's that's a brilliant um, way to finish it off. And like you said, it's brilliant for other people to see it and the whole point of the interview again, see it to be it. Yeah. Dean, come here, thanks so much for, for coming on to, to the show now and the project that I'm doing over the next couple of um, months. You're the, the first one, so thanks so much for, for joining me. No problem, thanks a million for having me on, Ian. We'll go for a match one-on-one. We will. You wouldn't stand a chance against me, but... <laughs> Dean, you're an absolute gent. Thanks so much for coming in today, Irish. No bother, thanks a million for having me on, Ian. It's been a pleasure. Now, unfortunately, that's all we've time for tonight. I hope you all enjoyed the show and I appreciate you tuning in as always. I hope you all enjoyed the first episode of the series that I'm going to be doing over the next couple of months, See It To Be It, and I'm already looking forward to doing the next episode. Stay tuned in to Radio Kerry because Brian Priestley is up next with That's Jazz. I'll be back at the same time next week from 8 to 9pm. Until then, stay safe and mind yourself. This Wednesday night, join me, Ian O'Connell, for a special programme called See It To Be It, where I chat to people who are an example to others. There's a lot of people with the same disabilities and obviously you'd get to know them very well. To be honest, like with the basketball scene, everyone knows everyone now and uh, it's good because you know, you get to know everyone, even the younger ones that are just coming through, just learning and they want to know stuff off you because you've been playing for a few years. So there's there's a great buzz around it. That's See It To Be It, this Wednesday night from 8 to 9pm here on Radio Kerry. See It To Be It, brought to you by Radio Kerry and funded by Commission the Man with a television licence fee. You're listening to Stand Out with Ian O'Connell, Wednesday evenings from 8pm here on Radio Kerry.